for tuning in to the Revival Tabernacle Podcast. Wherever you may be listening from, we hope that this message encourages you in the unwavering, unconditional love of Jesus Christ. Join us as we reach sinners, raise believers, and release leaders. Please enjoy the message from the RT Pulpit. Listen, I want you to take a look at your neighbor, and I want you to really speak declaratively. And what that means, that's a good church word for loud and good. Amen. I want you to look at your neighbor, and I want you to tell your neighbor, keep fighting. Okay, now that was real weak. That was real weak. I want you to actually look at your neighbor, and I want you to actually grab their hand and say, neighbor, I want you to keep fighting. Oh, somebody going to catch it in a minute. I want somebody to stand up and go across the room, and I want to help somebody on this morning because I came to preach to you today, and I came to have a good time. I want you to talk to somebody and help somebody along the way and tell them to keep fighting. Oh, come on. Y'all almost got it. I need somebody to go across the room and tell somebody, keep fighting. Brother Rodney, I got you. Somebody ought to say, keep fighting. Sister Tawana, I got you. Somebody ought to keep fighting. Sister Aubrey, I'm going to give you a high five from all the way up here. Keep fighting, boo. Keep fighting, Sister Kathy. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. Oh, I feel the power of the Holy Ghost in this place. Keep fighting. Our scripture reference is going to come from Exodus, the 17th chapter, verses 8 through 15. Why don't you say it one more time? Everybody say, keep fighting. Come on, say it one more time. Say, keep fighting. One more time for the Holy Ghost. Somebody say, keep fighting. And I'm excited about this word because I believe God is going to speak to us mightily on today. Go ahead and turn your Bibles to Exodus chapter 17, verses 8 through 15. And I Hope I won't be long before you. I want to go ahead and move quickly. Exodus chapter 17, verse 8 through 15. If you got it, say, I got it. If you don't, say, hold on. Okay, I'm going to wait for you. Amen. It's the second book of the Bible. My page is page 152. I don't know what your page is. Amen. We're going to Exodus chapter 17, verse 8 through 15. Exodus chapter 17, verse 8 through 15. It says, Then Amalek and fought, then came Amalek and fought with Israel and repted them. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out men. Somebody say, Choose and go. Everybody say, Go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God. Somebody say, The rod of God. In my hand, so Joshua did as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses and and Aaron and Ur went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that that Israel prevailed. And when he let down, somebody say let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. Everybody say, but. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Everybody, come on, say, but. But. Moses' hands were heavy, 
And they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat thereon. And Aaron and Ur stayed <laughs> up with his hands, the one on the one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua discomforted or defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. May God continue to always bless his words. Somebody ought to say amen. I want to give you an overview of Exodus. I, I believe that when we preach God's word, that it is the most powerful thing that we have on planet Earth. And I also believe that it is important that you learn something every time that you come into the house of the Lord. And if you with me, somebody ought to say amen. So if you're taking notes, I hope that you are. I'm going to go as slow as I can, but I want you to catch this, the overview of Exodus. Exodus reveals the Lord as a redeemer. And I don't know about you, but I'm so excited that he redeemed me from a burning hell. <laughs> Oh, I'm the only one excited. Come on, Brother Jefferson. I can get an amen from you. I said, I'm so glad that God redeemed me from a burning hell. Is anybody awoke this morning? I don't know about you, but I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, and I was sinking to rise no more. But how many people know? But the master of the sea, he heard my despairing cry, and from the waters, what did he do? He lifted me me and now save am I it was his love that redeemed me and that lifted me because of his love in the book of Exodus and his namesake, he takes the initiative to save his people from bondage. I don't know about you, but I have been in bondage before, and it is not a fun place to be. And if you've ever been there, somebody ought to say amen. Amen. When you are tied up and tangled up in your sin, not only is it decapitating, but it is absolutely the worst feeling that you can ever have when sin has a hold on you and you can't get a loose. But how many people know that Jesus Christ is the chain breaker. Jesus Christ is the one that can break every stronghold. Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, came to bring you hope on today. The last point is that in the book of Exodus, in this overview, we see that the highlight is that we see a foreshadowing or a preview of Jesus Christ himself through the practical application of the Passover lamb. And so we see that they use this lamb in representation of the lamb of God that soon would be slain before the foundations of the world. But I don't know about you, but I'm excited that that lamb just doesn't stay a lamb, but he became flesh and dwelled among us. And not only did he live, but he died. And I don't know about you, he didn't just die, but he rose again with all power in his hands. And one day he's coming back for a church without spot wrinkle and if you excited somebody ought to say amen so Lisa what does this have to do with keep fighting I love this text because we're going to break down in Exodus chapter 17 verse 8 through 15 what is really going on I want to talk to you about the aggressor or the opponent today and their names were the Amalekites and this is important for people to understand not only were they a fierce nomadic tribe who lived in the desert they were actually murderers everybody say murderers these people were nothing to play with because they actually killed people for pleasure 
They'd had no problem with looting or coming into your city and raiding it because they wanted to do whatever they wanted to do. Doesn't that sound familiar? How the enemy comes sometimes to kill, steal, and destroy. And he doesn't really care whether he murders your family or whether he murders your dreams or whether he murders anything else. But I want to help somebody to know that if you keep on fighting, you will have the victory. Oh, I'm sorry. Brother Carlos, I'm going to come on this side. I said, if you dare to keep on fighting, you will have the victory. They made, the Amalekites have made their lifestyle raiding other things of other peoples that did not belong to them. And I don't know about you, but I've just decided in our household, Pastor Eli and I have decided that the devil can't have our home. The devil can't have Highland Park. The devil can't have my family. The devil can't have my destiny or my future. I just decided to go ahead with the power of the Holy Spirit to go ahead and rage war against the real enemy. Oh, I want to help somebody today. Your enemy is not the person sitting next to you. Your enemy is the devil. And I want you to understand that he's coming with you with every kind of tool and tactic to try to get you to stop fighting. But I came by way of the Holy Spirit to encourage you today that you can make it if you decide to fight on. So the children of Israel are in a perplexed place because now they have to fight murderers and people who are doing this very well and they are winning. I came to help somebody. Has anybody been going through anything in this room? Now I want you to raise your hand like for real. I've been going through some for real things. And I don't know about you. I know some of you are too super saved to feel this way, but I'm gonna help somebody else to be transparent. Have anybody ever felt like you ain't gonna never win? Sister Casey, I've been there many a times. And I don't know about you, there was a point in my life where I didn't think that there was anything worth fighting for. Now, if you be honest with yourself, and I'm okay with hearing the fan because I want to help somebody today. If you be honest with yourself, you have been there too. Where the enemy has seemed to be so professional at ruining your life. Came to help somebody. How it seems that the enemy specializes on how to ruin everything that you're doing. Have anybody ever felt like you take two steps forward to go 85 steps back? And that family member that you've been praying for, that you finally see just a little bit of a breakthrough, they go ahead and act a complete fool on you. Has anybody ever been there? <laughs> and those prayer requests that you have prayed year after year, and you come to this altar time after time, and you wonder in your heart, why am I fighting and why am I here? The enemy is a professional. Don't you get it fooled for one minute? He's been here a long time. He don't have a new trick. He don't have a new plan. He don't have a new tactic. But how many people know it feels new sometimes, doesn't it? It feels like it's something else. Has anybody ever seen the bills that you already paid and you thought that you got them all paid up and then that bill come? You be like the devil himself. I know, I, I remember when we paid all our bills, I was like, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for being a provider. I got finished praying over those bills. And then another bill, and I'm talking about, I'm not talking about that little bill. I'm talking about that big one. 
And you say, well, okay, God, now I've been faithful. <laughs> no, I, somebody been there today. I know this is a word for the house tonight. I do, I do. Because listen, you feel like, okay, in your body, you be feeling some kind of way and you be feeling all bad. You ask God to touch and heal you. You didn't put the oil on. You didn't send your money. You didn't did everything else. And how many people know you feel an inch a little bit better and then the Lord, it just feel like you just feel like the enemy takes you down, even in your body. But I want you to look at your neighbor and say, it's important. Come on, tell your neighbor, come on, this is important. This is somebody's life next to you. Come on, say, it's important for you to keep fighting. So the Amalekites, the Amalekites, the thank you, Lord, were sitting there, and they thought that they had this pretty much wrapped up because they've done this before. And some of you have allowed the enemy to trick you because you failed before. That there's no use of you trying in the fight because you're going to fail again. <laughs> but I came to encourage you today that if you keep on fighting, that you are going to win. But I want to help somebody with some maturity. Can I help you with some maturity this morning? Because we're going to have a mature word today. Listen, can I help somebody? How many people know sometimes you had to lose? Sometimes your feelings had to get hurt. Sometimes you had to realize that that door just shouldn't be open right now. And we have a hard time with dealing with that sometimes, Casey, because we think that the Lord is supposed to do what we say, when we say it, right now. But how many people know the devil is a liar? You can't control God. There's a big word that people use in theology called sovereignty. And that means that he's God all by himself. Were you there when he created the mountains? Were you there when he scooped the seas with his hands? You weren't there. So that means that he knows beginning from the end and the meantime, in between time. And how many people know it is not our job to keep telling God what he should do with our life. It's our job to ask him, what can we be doing for you? But sometimes we get so discouraged in the fight that we don't fight anymore because we've been disappointed or discouraged. But I came to help somebody today by way of the Holy Spirit to know that if you keep on fighting, he will give you victory. Yes, the enemy might look like a professional at what he is doing, but the battle has already been won. So the Amalekites are sitting here not realizing that they are challenging the very God of Israel. Woo! I wish somebody would actually hear what I'm saying. They didn't realize that they were challenging the actual God of Israel. And I'm telling you, he did it before on Jericho. All they did was shout and walls. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. All they did was shout and what happened? The wall. Okay, I'm sorry. You're going to help me preach today, Renee. I said, all they did was shout it and what? So I want to ask you, how many people are saved and filled with the Holy Spirit? You say, wave your hand real big. Who do you belong to? I'm sorry. Who do you belong to? 
And so when the enemy comes in like a flood to you, why do you become afraid? Because how many people know the Bible says that greater is he that is what? Than he that is what? So if he is for you, who can be? So it's important that you keep on fighting. <laughs> because the enemy knows, but you don't know. <laughs> That when you become a part of this family, Sarah, and when you become a part of the kingdom of God, that the greater one lives in you. And then you can declare no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. Then you can declare that I'm blessed going out and I'm blessed coming in. Then you can declare that, God, you have a plan for my life. You need to keep on fighting, keep on fighting. You look at verse 9, I love verse 9. He talks about the rod of God in verse 9. Listen, this is very powerful in the battle, the rod of God. Oh, there we go, Holy Ghost, we thank you. Listen, so we on, we on slide number two, and it says the rod of God, the faith builder. It's important for us to realize that because how many people know who we're talking about? We're talking about Moses. And does anybody think they know what happened with that rod? The Red Sea was parted with that what? His rod turned in a snake and ate the other musician's snake right with the what? But I can't hear you. The what? The rod. When, when, they, when he put it in the river now, it turned into blood with the what? So why do you think he said, when we getting ready to fight the biggest devil that we about to fight, that we're gonna take the rod with us? I wanna help somebody today. Has God done anything for you today? Has he won any battles for you ever? Have he given you the victory when nobody else thought that you would conquer? Well, listen, where is your rod of remembrance? On my desk, I have a very important journal that sits right there at my desk. And you know what that desk was from? That, that, that journal was from one of the hardest times that I experienced in my life. And you know what? When I go ahead and pray, I go by that journal. You know why? Because the same God who was faithful to me in 20, 2015, the same God that was faithful to me in 2005, the same God that was faithful to me when I couldn't even see my way out, I go back to my ride and realize what God has done. I want to help somebody on today. When was the last time you remember what God did for you? When was the last time that you actually brought something around you to remind yourself about the ride of God? Because how many people know if he did it before, this is not just a song or something popular, he can do it again. And God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should ever have to repent. If he said it, he will do it. And sometimes we get out of the fight because we think that we have already lost. But I want somebody to close your eyes right now and I want you to think about yourself 20 years ago or 10 years ago. 
and look at how many things the Lord has done for you. Oh, y'all too quiet for me today. I want you to think about how you did, he made a way out of no way. I want you to think when you didn't have money that he was a way, he was a provider. I want you to think about when he thought that you was going to be able to give up, how he brought you through. Somebody say, keep on fighting. If you could talk to yourself 20, 20 years ago or talk to yourself 10 years ago, the person that you would be talking through would tell you that there is no way that they could make it through. But I want everybody to look at your neighbor real quick and say, we still here. Oh, Jesus. We're still here. And the only way that you can stay in the fight is if you keep fighting. I wish somebody would hear me today. I said, the only way that you can stay in the fight is if you keep fighting. The enemy didn't want you to make it this far, but you're here by the grace of God. Somebody ought to clap your hands for Jesus. <laughs> praise God. Come on and come on and give God one more clap for praise for that. Hallelujah. Anybody grateful to still be here? Anybody grateful that you didn't lose your mind? And I'm coming for the person, you know, Sister Lisa, what about, what about if you don't know my struggle, you don't know my story? I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you later. I'm coming right down that road in just a minute. I want to go to verse 12. We're back in Exodus chapter 17, verse 12. If you're receiving from the Lord, somebody say amen. Praise God. Verse 12 says, but Moses' hands were heavy, and they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat there on, and Aaron and her stayed up his hands, the one on one side and the other on the other side. Lisa, why is this important? When we look and review the text of Exodus chapter 17, verses 8 through 15, we see that Moses had help. Look at your neighbor real quick and say, make sure that you're my help. <laughs> Come on, say, make sure that you're my help. You know what's so amazing to me, Casey, about this whole scripture that I look at? It does not say that Moses held a leadership meeting and told the people how they were supposed to live and when they were supposed to live. Oh, somebody going to get help right there. Listen, they were in it together. Somebody say together. Come on, you need to say it a little bit louder. Somebody say together. So I love this about Moses because Moses sends Joshua to do his job. And Moses goes up to where he is on the rock. I wish somebody would hear me on today. He's standing on the rock with the rod. Oh, somebody going to catch it next week. He's standing on the rock with the rod of God. And they are getting ready to lose the battle. And somebody figures out if I can just hold up his hand. Oh, Jesus. If I can just lift up his hand, we can win. I want to help somebody today. Do you think that he sent you to Woodward Avenue today just to be cute and just to be pretty? I just want you to know the answer is no. He sent you to Revival Tabernacle to be able to reach a sinner. Oh, I wish somebody would be with me today to raise a believer. Oh, somebody go get it. To release a leader. And should nobody have to tell you 
what to do. If we see a piece of paper on the floor, nobody has to anoint you to pick up that piece of paper on the floor. Listen, when, when they were there, they just saw the need and met the need. I wonder what kind of church revival tabernacle could be if we could just see the need and meet the need. I wonder what kind of church revival tabernacle could be if we saw the need and just met the need. Pastor Devin says that we are not to do life by ourselves, so why are you isolating yourself? I can't be a part of your life if you're not in my life. And how many people know, listen, sometimes you got to get worrisome and be a part of somebody's life. I'm going to embarrass her, but I love her to death. Casey, I want you to wave your hand. Casey, Casey, right there. Wave it bigger. Casey. I love Casey. And you know why I love Casey? Casey is the one that challenged me about losing weight. And now I can say it because I lost a couple pounds. Hallelujah. So, that, you know, you can talk big, Brother Rodney, when you did something. Now I can talk big. I done lost a little bit of weight. And Casey, she, I don't care if I was fluffy because I'm not fat. Just a little fluffy. Amen. Don't care if I was fluffy or not. She would look at me and she'd say, you and Elijah got destiny over your life. And don't you let anything make you forfeit yourself from the destiny over your life. And when I was getting ready to eat that fried chicken with mashed potatoes, all of a sudden, don't nobody want that real gospel. When I was getting ready to eat that peach cobbler on the way, we was on the way and she messed up my whole dinner, Brother Mario. She just messed up my whole soul food connection that day because somebody took the time to see that something so little could destroy so much. When was the last time that you were sensitive enough to your brother and sister to realize that something that could be going on in their life so small, you could be the help that will let them get back in the fight? I don't know about you, but I don't want to be in any kind of team that you give up on me. And listen, everybody say we're better together and we fight together. Come on, somebody say we better together. Oh, I wish somebody would hear me and say we fight together. If Brother Jefferson is down, I ought to be right down there with him, picking him up because if I could just lift up his arms just a little bit, we can win together. This selfish mentality in the kingdom of God has got to go by the power of the Holy Spirit. We say it's, it's me and nobody else, and it's me, 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 and me and myself and I. But how many people know when, when, when Brother Jefferson wins, I win. When Raquel wins, I win. When Sister Kathy wins, I win. Because we can't do this by ourselves. And some of you are trying to be in the fight all by yourself, and he has given you the help, and he has given you the power to do it. But somebody say it's not just for me. He didn't come to help you just so you could just say, and thank you, Lord, now I'm helped. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for blessing me. Thank you for doing it for me. And now the sun shines on me. And it sets on me. And in the middle it goes on me. No, he delivered you from a burning hell. He delivered you from not losing your mind to help somebody else. Oh, I wish somebody would talk to me today. I'm almost done. Listen, he, he delivered you to help somebody else so you can say to somebody, I once was lost, 
but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I can see. He came to help you. Keys, have a seat if you can. Come on, give God praise. I done got excited. <laughs> Somebody said, keep on fighting. I got to move. Go ahead and go to key takeaways for the fight. If you're writing something, go ahead and write this down. You fight on and through the word. As I said before, Moses was sitting on the rock. <laughs> Listen, you need to understand that the rock is Jesus Christ. <laughs> And he is our sure foundation. So not only was he fighting on the word, but he was fighting with the word. It's something when you tell that devil of your mind, I'm going to make it. Oh, ain't nobody been there before. When that devil of depression and oppression try to talk to you, it is something about when you tell him, I'm going to make it with Jesus. Because everything he brings to you becomes null and void. You fight and you win together. Listen, everybody say, know your place. Come on, say it real loud. Everybody say, know your place. Get in it and win. I'm going to say it one more time. Everybody say, know your place. Get in it and win. Listen, if everybody try to be the praise and worship leader, guess what? We ain't going to have no room to do nothing else. If everybody try to be the usher, which we need a whole bunch of more ushers, Brother Kive, I'm here to help you today. Listen, everybody can't do that. But listen, how many people know God has gifted you with a unique gift? He has gifted you to be able to do something unique for his kingdom. And can't nobody else do it like you. Can't nobody else make punch bowl cake like Sister Renee. Sister Renee is responsible for my issues that Sister Casey has for me because her cake is so good. So I need help. But do you understand what I'm saying? What is that can't nobody do like something that you're not doing? I want you to look around the church. Look around the church. Look around the church. Look around. Do you know that you could be the solution for the next revival of our time? And we're just waiting for you to get in place. We're just waiting on you to get in place. Because how many people know there's room? There's room. We have to keep on fighting. We are fighting the real devil on Woodward. Do you understand me? We fighting that real devil on Woodward. This ain't no fake devil. This is the real devil. And how many people know we need every single person to be able to reach this world for Jesus? There is a reward program. Everybody say a reward program. If you invest. Come on, say it one more time. Everybody say there is a reward program. If you invest. I want you to go to this next one. This next one is one of my favorite places. So if you know me for a little bit of time or a lot of time, you know that I love Starbucks. Amen? Amen. Praise God. And I do love it a lot. And they have what's called a rewards program. And the more that you spend and the more that you invest, the more, in theory, that you get off of your price. I wish somebody, you're going to catch it next week. <laughs> the more that I get and invest in the rewards program, the more that I get for free, so to speak, all through my rewards program. 
And some of you need to understand that with Jesus, there is a reward program. If you stay in the fight, but you got to keep investing. Oh, I wish somebody would hear me. You got to be able to keep investing in the rewards program. So when we go ahead and get ready to collect on payday, everything will be there. I want you to know I do payroll. And if my, my employee did not come to work all throughout the week, do you think that they got a payday coming? When pay, because how many people know you got to work for your pay? Well, I came to warn somebody today. You are going to have to pay one day for everything that's done in this body. And one day you're going to stand before a righteous God. And he's going to not just be so merciful at this moment. He's going to be as the righteous judge. And you're going to have to give an account for every idle word and everything that you did in this body. And you cannot lie. And one thing about it that makes me so nervous sometimes about thinking about this, and this is what keeps me lined up, Chris, is because I realize I won't be able to go in groups or pairs. How many people know that God knows us by our name? And when he calls me, he's going to call me by Lisa, and I'm going to have to stand and give an account. How many people want to be in the right reward program? Because I don't know about you, I can't go to the other place. I don't like the heat for any reason. My air stay on low all the time. But listen to this. Second Timothy says this, for I am already being poured out as a drink offering. I'm challenging you today to keep in the fight that you become so poured out for the Lord that you don't get tired, Brother Aaron. And the time of my departure is at hand. He says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I have kept the faith. Finally, there is, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day. And not to me only, but also to those who have, who have loved his appearing. So you say to me, Lisa, why is that important that you love his appearing? If you love him, you will do what? Keep his commandments. I got to hear you. If you love him, what are you going to do? So you'll love to see him come because you should have been in relationship with him to begin with. Somebody say, keep in the fight. This is my final one. Then we're getting ready to get out of here. Anybody enjoying the word of God? Amen. So I told you I was coming for um, the people who said, Lisa, you don't know what we're going through. And I'm not trying to compare stories because I know everybody's war rooms are, are very personal to them. And I really struggled with this slide. This is the slide that kept me up half of the night. Because I was like, Lord, I really don't want to go there today. And it's okay. And everybody know my story. Then he reminded me that everybody don't know your story. And then he reminded me about the ride. How if he did it for me, he can do it for somebody else. So I'm going to end today about fighting the hardest fight that Pastor Eli and I have ever had to fight. Six years ago, I was pregnant with our first um, son. And we found out that it was a son so excited about what God had done. They had told me that I wouldn't be able to get pregnant, and I was able to get pregnant. How many people know I was jumping around? I was happy. God had worked the miracle, working power. He had did it. We found out we were having a boy, and everybody was excited, and this was the last time that I saw my son like this healthy. And 
At 22 weeks, I was bedridden, and they came in the hospital room, Sister Renee, and told us that we weren't going to be able to have our child, and that we should say our goodbyes, and that we were going to lose him that day. And how many people know we had every prayer warrior, we had everybody praying heaven down. But I had to be okay with God's answer by no. And that's a hard place to be. Because how many people know sometimes when you want something so bad, the answer from the Lord sometimes is no. And so we went through the labor, and I went through 10 and a half hours of labor only not to have a child. When I walked out of that hospital room, I walked out feeling very defeated. Because Lord, you wanted me to fight and I've been faithful and I've been coming to church and I've been paying my tithes I've been doing all that I know how to do. And why couldn't you work the miracle for me? I know I'm not the only one that's been there. And the enemy began to work on my mind. You ain't going to never have hope again. You ain't going to never be able to sing again. You ain't going to never be able to have joy because I'm going to remind you of the day that you lost the greatest thing that you were hoping for. But how many people know <laughs> through Jesus Christ that he gives you something worth fighting for? And late in the midnight hour when nobody else, there wasn't an organ, there wasn't a piano, there wasn't a preacher, I began to cry out of my heart because it was broken for something that could not be fixed. So I thought... And the Lord began to let me and Elijah know that you need to hope again. <laughs> that weeping may endure for a night, but there will be joy. Oh, I wish somebody would hear me. There will be joy that comes. And so when I was faced with women who have gone through what I have gone through without a shadow of a doubt, I could stand on the rock and open up my mouth with the rod to be able to let them know he did it for me. When the enemy wanted to destroy my mind, when the enemy wanted to destroy my joy, I began to leap for joy when I didn't have joy. So when you see me up here jumping around, it's because he turned my morning into dancing. He gave us beauty for ashes. And he set me up on a rock to hope again. I told y'all we would have had a six-year-old. And every Christmas and every Mother's Day and every Father's Day continue to roll on and on. And you say, Lisa, well, y'all not pregnant, so why are you telling me this? Because he kept me. <laughs> and Elijah and I are not bitter. You know what we're doing, Portia, come here. And come here, come here, um, Renee. What we're doing is we found our place. And how many people know we're still believing for a child? Don't y'all get it twisted? Come up here. Listen, 
But what we did was, instead of getting bitter, and instead of not fighting, do you know what we decided to do? I know my arms are a little heavy, but if somebody can just help me lift them up just a little higher, I can make it. And I watch people in this church lift up my arms when I didn't want them lifted up. I watch people in this church wrap their arms around me and Eli when we didn't even know what we were going to do. I watch people from this church tell us that we were going to make it and they meant it. And I'm telling you the greatest fight of my life, the greatest fight of Eli's life, we won, not because we got another baby, but because he's been faithful to us. So they hold in my arms today to help you to realize you have a church family that's going to keep you fighting. I don't know what you're going through. Thank you, ladies. I don't know what you're going through today. And I don't care what obstacle you are facing. You need to keep fighting. Come to this altar. If you are weary and you've been going through some things, you need to come to this altar and lift up your hands and we're going to pray with you. Come on, don't wait. Come on, stand to your feet. Don't wait. Lisa, I've been going through one of the hardest seasons in my life. I need to know to go in the fight. We're going to sing, you are my shrimp, shrimp like no other. Listen, listen. I've been going through the fight of my life, Lisa, and I don't know how I'm going to make it. Lisa, I've been going through some things in my life where it just was no, and I'm mad about it. I need you to come to this altar. I need you to come to this altar. I wish you could see the miracle working power that's got to happen today. Anybody believe God? I need a believing church behind me. Anybody believe God? Lisa, I've been going through struggles even in my mind. Why don't somebody be honest today? Sometimes the enemy can try to break us down in our mind and make us forget the ride of God. But while you stand here waiting for us to pray together, I want you to think back about how good he's been to you. Casey, how he opened up doors that no man can shut I'm calling out for you. If you are not saved today and you want to be a part of the winning team, you can win with Jesus. How many people know that today? If you don't know Jesus in the pardon of your sin, you can come down. Before I pray, the Holy Spirit wanted me to remind you about the greatest story ever told. Jesus in all of his glory, the angels searched out said we need someone worthy to carry the seals thereof they couldn't find anybody and Jesus in all of his righteousness and power said send me I'll go to redeem <laughs> us from the hand of the enemy so he came through generations and came and he lived a perfect life 100% God 100% man just for you. Somebody say, just for me. And Jesus endured the cross for us. Jesus took every one of those stripes so you could have freedom today. 
Not only did they spit on him, not only did they lie on him, not only did they call him everything but a child of God, he endured and kept on fighting for you. And somebody ought to get excited today because how many people know we weren't worthy in ourselves? But he had mercy on us and thought enough about you today to ensure your victory. So when they put him on that old rugged cross, oh, I wish somebody would hear me today. He endured the nails. He endured the agony and the suffering and the shame. So we wouldn't have to be shame anymore. He endured the agony so we didn't have to be agonized by the enemy. And he stayed there. <laughs> he stayed there on Calvary for us. That we might have a right to the tree of life. And the part that I'm so excited, Sister Lawanda, he didn't stay there. But they put him in a borrowed man's tomb. <laughs> and he stayed there. He stayed there fulfilling every prophecy and every scripture so the enemy didn't have any way to be able to deny his power. Because he already knew who had the power. He stayed there for you. He stayed there for you to keep fighting. He stayed there for you to keep fighting. He stayed there for you. And then on that Sunday morning early, he rose with all power. Oh, I need somebody's church to get excited today. I said he rose with all power. And then he had the gift of life for us. That that same power, oh, I wish somebody would hear me today. That same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is available to you today. Everybody at this altar that has been struggling, I want you to lift up your hands. That same power is there for you. Lift up your hands as high as you can and say, God, I'm going to keep fighting. Come on, come on, tell Jesus I'm going to keep fighting. Because with you, I know that I can make it. Listen, I need some of our leaders to come down here and we need to pray for these brothers and sisters that are here. Listen, if we were our leader here or, and I need pastor, come on, come on. I need you to come on and pray for these people. Praise God. I need you to come and pray with them. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to be able to know that we're going to uphold somebody's arms today. Hallelujah. You reach out to me. Come on, let's sing it together. You are my strength. Strength like no other. Oh, he's moving right now. Strength like no other. And reach it, reach it to me. Sister Rachel, I need you to come down. Shrimp like no other. Shrimp like no other. Oh, he's moving right now. Shrimp like no other. Come on, reach up for him and it reaches, reaches to me. Come on, let's just stay right there. You are my strength, God. 
to reach our city and beyond with the life-changing message of Jesus. Thank you for your support. If you want to further connect with us, you can find us online at www.revivaltab.org.